Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show, where each week I rank movies in a variety of categories, from franchise and subgenre to directors and actors. No film is left unwatched as I break down my top five picks. So join me every Sunday for new episodes and get ready to dive into the world of film with top five from the Ray Taylor Show. Happy New Year, film fans! Welcome to a special and sparkling episode of Top 5. Tonight, we're ringing in the new year with a cinematic countdown like no other. We're diving into the excitement, the romance, and the reflection that comes with New Year's Eve movies. New Year's Eve is a time of celebration, of closing one chapter and stepping into another, and movies set during this magical night capture all of these feelings and more. They're about new beginnings, about love found and lost, about resolutions and revelations. These films take us through the spectrum of emotions that accompany the end of the year and the start of another. They remind us of the power of new starts and the importance of reflection, from laughter-filled gatherings to intimate moments of introspection, New Year's Eve movies have a special place in our hearts. Whether it's a wild countdown party that goes off the rails or a quiet moment of connection as the clock strikes midnight, these films encapsulate the essence of the global, global celebration. They show us that hope, the hope that comes with the new year, the excitement of endless possibilities, and sometimes the bittersweet goodbye to what was. So tonight, as we pop the cork on our top five New Year's Eve movies, we celebrate more than just great cinema. We're toasting to the stories that inspire us to look forward, to dream big, and to cherish the moments we share with others. Join me as we count down the top five movies to number one, that number one spot. Reliving the magic and memories that these films bring. It's a journey through laughter, tears, romance, and resolutions, all set against the backdrop of the most universally celebrated night of the year. As uh, it was an interest, this is an interesting topic to narrow down, to decide what movies qualified as new year's eve movies because there are so many movies or just so many holidays i should say at the end of the year you know especially in the united states we have thanksgiving followed by you know the christian holiday of christmas and then of course new year but of course with christmas there's also hanukkah and kwanzaa and uh just the pagan rituals of the winter solstice uh, but uh, many celebrations leading up to New Year's. Uh, so there's a lot of movies that have all of these holidays represented where it is a chunk of time towards the end of the year, which also includes New Year's Eve. But are, are those really New Year's Eve movies? Some are. Some aren't, I would say. Uh, some New Year's Eve movies serve as a turning point or even just uh, one in just one scene. Um, and is that enough to consider that movie to be a New Year's Eve movie if it's just one scene? 
I tried to not only pick some great movies, but also movies where New Year's Eve serves as a very important aspect to the film. I tried to choose movies either set on New Year's Eve, movies where New Year's Eve serves as a climax to the film, or movies where New Year's Eve is a new beginning for the characters themselves, the main characters themselves, uh, as well as movies where New Year's Eve is just an important, uh, just is an important to the characters as it is the story. So my kind of my criteria for which movies uh, I decided were worthy. Um, and when I discuss the honorable mentions at the end of the episode, I will talk about the movies that I feel didn't really make it uh, and why I decided not to put them on the list. Uh, but that's kind of my criteria for this top five list uh, of New Year's Eve movies. So let's get it started, shall we? Starting off with a movie that was a first time watch. This is a movie that takes place during uh, New Year's, the time of a New Year's Eve celebration and into New Year's. Uh, this is an adventure movie. This is a movie that I said a first time watch. Uh, but this movie coming in at number five is The Poseidon Adventure. This came out specifically The Poseidon Adventure from 1972. Uh, it's a disaster film directed by Ronald Niemi. Uh, Nimi, adapted from Paul Galico's 1969 novel of the same name. The film is a landmark in the disaster genre and is particularly noted for its dramatic portrayal of survival against overwhelming odds. Uh, the connection to New Year's Eve is a central element to the film's plot and setting. Uh, the cast of this film is pretty great. You get a Gene Hackman in this as a reverend, Reverend Frank Scott, a passionate and unorthodox minister. You have Ernest Borgnine as Mike Rogo, a scruff police officer. You also have Shelley Winters as Bella Rosen, uh, who delivers a memorable performance as an elder, elderly passenger. You have Red Buttons as James Martin, a health-conscious bachelor. You have Carol Linney as Noni Perry, a young singer. You have Roddy McDowell as an actress uh, and a ship's waiter. Uh, as Acres, I should say, not an actress. Roddy McDowell's character's name is Acres and is a ship waiter. Uh, you have Stellan Stevens as Linda Rogo, Mike's wife. And Jack uh, Albertson as Manny Rosen, Belly's devoted husband. Uh, overall, this movie, not overall, this movie, uh, the story revolves around the SS Poseidon, an aging luxury liner making its final voyage from New York to Athens. On New Year's Eve, the ship is struck by a massive rogue wave, causing it to capsize. Just after the passengers and crew celebrate the coming of the new year, the catastrophic, the this catastrophe turns the ship upside down, plunging the survivors into the desperate struggle to escape. The survivors, led by Reverend Frank Scott, must navigate the uh, the inverted and sinking ship uh, to reach the bottom, which is now the top of the ship, which is nearly, uh, which is their only chance, I should say, to be rescued. 
The group faces numerous obstacles and dangers, including flooding, fires, and the ship's failing infrastructure as they make their way through the labyrinth upside-down vessel. Uh, many notable aspects of this film, obviously the disaster film elements of this movie. The movie is praised for its special effects and set design, which is convincingly depicting the capsized ship and the perilous conditions faced by the survivors. Also, the intense action and drama are notable. The film Poseidon Adventure uh, combines thrilling action sequences with compelling human drama as the characters confront not only physical challenges, but also personal and ethical dilemmas. And of course, the New Year's Eve setting, the disaster striking during New Year's Eve celebration adds to the dramatic irony of the situation. The festive atmosphere quickly turns into one of horror and uh, desperation, marking a stark contrast that heightens the emotions, the emotional impact of the film. Also, this film had a cultural impact. The film was a box office success and received critical acclaim, particularly for its visual effects and dramatic uh, intensity. It won an Academy Award for Best Original Song and was nominated for several other Oscars, including Best Supporting Actress from Shelley Winters. The Poseidon Adventure remains an iconic film in the disaster genre, remembered for its gripping portrayal of a catastrophe and survival. The New Year's Eve setting serves as a poignant backdrop to the film's exploration of courage, resilience, and the human spirit in the face of disaster. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Very simple movie, right? People in situation need to get out before time runs out. Uh, and of course, being set on New Year's Eve, it was a really fun action movie. Uh, suspense, I should say, thriller um, that uh, was also set in New Year's Eve. That is why coming in number five is The Poseidon Adventure. Just surviving another year is in and of itself a great aspect of this movie. Moving on to my fourth favorite New Year's Eve film. This is another movie that was a first time watch. And this is a movie where New Year's Eve comes in at the very end. That movie, my fourth favorite New Year's Eve movie, coming in at number four is An American in Paris. This came out in 1951. It's a musical uh, inspired by the 1928 orchestral composi uh, composition of the same name by George Gershwin, directed by uh, Vicente Minnelli and starring Gene Kelly, Leslie Caron and Oscar Levant. The film is a cel is celebrated for its iconic dance sequences, classic Gershwin scores, and vivid Technicolor cinematography. While the film itself is not specifically centered around New Year's Eve, it embodies the spirit of the celebration and romance often associated with the holiday. Uh, this one, as I said, starring Gene Kelly as Jerry Mulligan, an American World War II veteran who stays in Paris to pursue a career as a painter, as an artist. Uh, you have Leslie Caron in her debut film role as uh, Lizzie uh, Bouvier, a young French woman and Jerry's love interest. You also have Oscar Levant as Adam Cook a struggling concert pianist and Jerry's friend. You have George Guterre, Guterre as Henry 
Baurel, a successful French singer and Leslie's fiance. You also have Nina Folk as Milo Rob Roberts, a wealthy American uh, uh, patroness who takes an interest in Jerry's art. In this movie is set in Paris after World War II. The story follows Jerry Mulligan, an exuberant American ex-soldier turned painter, who is discovered by a wealthy heiress, Milo Roberts. While Milo hopes to advance Jerry's career and win his affection, Jerry becomes uh, en enamored by uh, Lizay, a lovely but elusive French ballerina. Unbeknownst to Jerry, Lizay is already engaged to Henry, a famous French singer, created a complex, this creates a complex love triangle. The film builds towards its climax with, its, uh, with a spectacular 17-minute ballet sequence uh, set against Gershwin's An American in Paris, in which Jerry imagines himself and Lizay uh, dancing through various Parisian backdrops. This sequence is, highlight, is a highlight of the film, showcasing Gene Kelly's innovative uh, choreography in the film's artistic, uh, 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 artistic aspirations. Very notable aspects of this film, obviously the dance sequences, as I just mentioned. The film is particularly known for its elaborate and groundbreaking dance numbers choreographed by Gene Kelly, which combine ballet with chore uh, contemporary jazz and tap. The music, of course, is also notable. The score featuring songs by George and Ira Gershwin includes classics such as I Got Rhythm, Love Is Here To Stay, and uh, It's Wonderful. Awards and recognition for this movie were notable. An American in Paris won six Academy Awards, including Best Picture, and received a special Oscar for its unique art decoration and design. And of course, the legacy of this film is notable. The film is considered one of the greatest musicals in Hollywood history and was a major influence on future dance-oriented films. While An American in Paris doesn't specifically revolve around New Year's Eve, its themes of new beginnings, the pursuit of love and dreams, and the joyous celebration of life resonate with the sentiments often felt around the holiday. The film's exuberant dance numbers and the romantic setting of Paris capture scenes of festivity and renewal that align with New Year's celebrations. Uh, and that is why I felt this was, you know, the climax of this film takes place at New Year's where everything comes together. It's also about an artist, which I kind of related to. Uh, also, you know, a love story. I, I don't know. I And the dance numbers, every aspect of this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it um, and a great first time watch. That's why coming in at number four, my fourth favorite New Year's Eve movie is an American in Paris from 1951. Let's take a short break from this episode. Listeners, if you're an art lover like I am or simply somebody who appreciates unique creativity, I've got something you'll adore. Dive into the world of The Many Faces, an ongoing series of mesmerizing ink paintings on paper. Each piece is a captivating blend of abstract and surreal, always presenting a face that tells its own story. The dedication behind this series is unmatched. 
with new paintings being released daily. And if you're thinking about owning one, you're in luck. You can start with a 4x6-inch painting for just $20. And if you desire something grander, there are large sizes available with prices to match. Imagine having an original piece of art infused with emotion and mystery gracing your space. So if you're intrigued, don't wait. Check out the entire collection and get your own at InspiredDisorder.com. Own a piece of creativity that truly stands out. Now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my third favorite New Year's Eve movie. This is a movie that I haven't seen in a long time, but it's a movie that I enjoyed and didn't know it was a New Year's Eve movie until doing research for the topic, trying to find movies that were considered New Year's Eve movies. And this one not only is a New Year's Eve movie, but it takes place, the entire film takes place on New Year's Eve. It is also a film that has multiple directors, each directing a new different segment of the film, some big-time notable directors, I may say. Uh, And coming in number three, which was a lot of fun to revisit, had a lot of fun watching it, Uh, Coming in number three, my third favorite New Year's Eve film is Four Rooms. This movie came out in 1995. It's an anthology comedy film that brings together four segments, each directed by a different filmmaker. uh, Allison Anders, Alexandre Rockwell, Robert Rodriguez, and Quentin Tarantino. The film is set in a faded Los Angeles hotel named the Monsignor and takes place on New Year's Eve with the connecting thread being the hotel's bellhop, Ted, who finds himself in a series of increasingly bizarre and comedic situations. Uh, The directors, again, you have Allison Anders, who did the segment The Missing Ingredient. Uh, You have Alexander Rockwell did The Wrong Man, that segment. Uh, Robert Rodriguez did the segment The Misbehaviors, And Quentin Tarantino directed the segment, The Man from Hollywood. And those were all released. That was the order in which those segments uh, were in the film. Quentin Tarantino being the final one. Uh, The cast of this is great. Obviously, you have Tim Roth as Ted, the bellhop, who is the central character linking all four segments. And does a great performance. Very Laurel from Laurel and Hardy type of uh, performance. Very exaggerated. Along with an ensemble cast that includes Madonna, Antonio Banderas, uh, Jennifer Beals, Marissa Tomei, Bruce Willis. As many others in a variety of roles across four segments. The plot of this film and uh, relation to New Year's Eve, of course... The film is structured around four separate stories, each occurring in different rooms of the hotel, with Ted's misadventures serving as the common link. Uh, The missing ingredient involves a coven of witches attempting to resurrect a goddess and needs a special ingredient that Ted must provide. The wrong man, Ted is mistaken for a guest bondage playmate, leading to awkward and comical misunderstandings. You have the misbehaviors. Ted is bribed by a gangster, played by Antonio Banderas, to look after his children, leading to chaotic results. And, of course, the man from Hollywood, based on the Alfred Hitchcock's 
Roald Dahl's Man from the South uh, episode. This segment involves a high-stakes bet that Ted gets drawn into. The New Year's Eve setting is significant as it adds the film's atmosphere of chaos, celebration, and unpredictability. The festive backdrop serves as a catalyst for the night's wild events, with each room presenting its own unique and bizarre scenario reflecting, reflective of the holiday's excesses and revelry. Uh, very notable aspects, many notable aspects to this film. Of course, you have uh, the anthology format, of course, the film structure as an anthology with different directors for each segment gives it a varied but uh, cohesive feel. Tim Ross' performance, Ross' portrayal of the uh, harried bellhop provides a consistent and comedic thread throughout the film. Also, many cameo appearances appearances are very notable. The film features cameo appearances by several well-known actors, adding to its eclectic and whimsical nature. You also have the mixed reception of uh, this movie is, is notable. Four Rooms received mixed reviews from critics, uh, with some praising its humor and creativity, while others found it uneven in tone and execution. Uh, which I could I, I, I could see that. Four Rooms is, uh, stands out for its unique concept and collaboration of four prominent directors of the 1990s. Uh, the New Year's Eve setting is central to the film's theme of unexpected happenings and the potential for one night to spiral into wild and memorable adventures. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Definitely, I would say, definitely uneven. Uh, the final two... Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez's are the best segments, um, but they're all great. I would say the first segment is the weakest. I would say they're ordered kind of progressively. The, it gets progressively better throughout, but I love Tim Ross' uh, performance to this as the bellhop. It's, it's great um, and a really fun New Year's Eve movie of wildness, of craziness. Uh, it's also a great w one crazy night kind of a movie. Uh, but that's coming in at number three. My third favorite New Year's Eve film is Four Rooms from 1995. Moving on to my second favorite New Year's Eve film. This was not a first time watch, but it's been forever since I've seen it. Maybe I've seen it once when I was young. But uh, a great movie that... Uh, New Year's plays a significant part in it as it serves as a, a moment in time multiple times throughout this movie uh, that has influence uh, on the main characters and their relationship to each other. Uh, but that movie coming in at number two, my second favorite New Year's Eve film is When Harry Met Sally from 1989. Uh, it's a um, romantic comedy directed by Rob Reiner, written by Nora Ephron. The film is celebrated for its exploration of the question, can men and women ever just be friends? And is known for its sharp and witty dialogue as well as its chemistry between its leads. The film has significant connection to New Year's Eve as a key scene in the movie, Take as key scenes I should say, in the movie, take place during New Year's Eve celebrations, including its cinematic, uh, its climactic finale. 
Uh, like I said, directed by Rob Reiner. The cast is great. Billy Crystal is Harry Burns, a somewhat cynical and outspoken character who believes men and women can't be friends without sex getting in the way. The female lead is Meg Ryan as Sally Albright, an optimistic and organized and perceptive woman who becomes Harry's close friend. You also have Carrie Fisher as Mary, uh, Sally's best friend. You also have Bruno Kirby as Jess, Harry's best friend. Uh, the film chronicles the lives uh, and evolving relationship of the two main characters, Harry Burns and Sally Albright, over a span of 12 years. It begins with Harry and Sally sharing a long car ride from Chicago to New York after they both graduate from the University of Chicago. During the journey, they discuss their differing views on relationships between men and women. Over the years, Harry and Sally's path cross several times, and they gradually develop a deep friendship. Despite their close bond and growing affection for each other, both are reluctant to take the relationship beyond friendship due to their fears of ruining it. The relation of this movie to New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve plays a pivotal role in the film's narrative. One of the key scenes early in their friendship occurs at a New Year's Eve party as time passes. Harry and Sally find themselves single and lonely on New Year's Eve, leading them to realize the uh, importance of their relationship. The film's climax also occurs on New Year's Eve at a New Year's Eve party. Realizing he is in love with Sally, Harry rushes to the party to confess his feelings. His speech, where he lists the things he loves about Sally, culminates with the famous line, I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. The scene is set against the backdrop of New Year's Countdown, uh, underscoring the theme of new beginnings and the start of a new chapter in their lives. This movie, along with all of these movies, notable aspects. Of course, iconic scenes. The film includes one of the most famous scenes in romantic comedy history, uh, set in a deli where Sally fakes an orgasm to prove a point to Harry. I'll have what she's having. Of course, the dialogue and script are notable. Nora Ephron's screenplay is highly acclaimed for its wit and realistic portrayal of male and female friendships. Uh, this movie also had a cultural impact when Ho Harry Met Sally had a significant impact on the romantic comedy genre and is widely regarded as one of the best romantic comedies of all time. The movie is a staple of the genre, offering a smart, engaging, and realistic exploration of friendship, love, and the complexities of relationships. With New Year's Eve serving as a symbolic backdrop for the film's most important moments. So definitely New Year's Eve, a big aspect to this movie, showing up multiple times. But also just a great movie. I really love this movie and uh, had a lot of fun watching it. Uh, and uh, instantly one of my, definitely one of my favorite rom-coms uh be interesting to do some top five rom-coms in categories that would be interesting dive into that genre but uh coming in at number two my second favorite new year's eve movie of all time is when harry met sally from 1989 let's take a short break from this episode 
Listeners, let me paint you a picture. Imagine owning a piece of art that's not only visually striking, but also exclusive. Dive deep into the world of the many faces, a series that's now available as high-quality, limited-edition prints. Each piece captures the essence of abstract and surreal beauty, making it a perfect conversation starter for your space. What makes these prints even more special? They're all hand-signed and numbered by the artist, me. Adding that personal touch of authenticity. And the best part, you don't need to break the bank to own one. Starting at just $5 for a 4x6 inch size, with sizes and prices that scale up, giving you options to suit your space and your budget. Art collectors, enthusiasts, or anyone who loves unique pieces, this is your chance. Elevate your walls and own a piece of limited edition artistry. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com and secure your exclusive print today. Now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my number one favorite movie featuring New Year's Eve, or I should say New Year's Eve movies. My number one favorite is a movie that has appeared on multiple top five lists. Uh, and, uh, it's just a great movie that I, I'm just, I love rewatching it every time. It was a first time watch, uh, when it made the first top five list. Um, and it's a movie that I've watched multiple times and love watching it every time. And it's such a fun, unique, uh, movie, uh, that has a very important this is another one that ends on new year's but has it's it's new year's with a bit of an edge uh a little i love the little twist at the very end of this movie uh but number one my number one favorite new year's eve movie of all time is the apartment from 1960 this is a romantic comedy again drama directed by billy wilder that was the draft the top five billy wilder films this one appeared on as well as, I think, the top five New Beginnings draft that I did last year. Uh, and stars Jack Lemmon as, and Shirley MacLaine. The film is renowned for its blend of comedy and serious themes, including critiques of corporate culture, adultery, and personal in, uh, integrity. The Apartment is particularly notable for its New Year's Eve sequence, which is pivotal in the film's climax climax and emotional resolution uh, like i said this directed by billy wilder starring jack lemon as cc bud baxter an insurance clerk who lends out his apartment to company executives for ex extra matter er uh, lends out his apartment to company executives for extramarital affairs in hopes of climbing the corporate ladder you have shirley mclean as frank Oh, sorry, he's Fran Kublik, an elevator operator in Baxter's office building and the object of his affection. You also have Fred McMurray as Jeff D. Uh, Sheldrake, Baxter's boss, who also uses the apartment for his affair with Fran. You also have Ray Waltson, Jack Christian, Dave Lewis, and Joan Shawley in supporting roles. Uh, in this movie, C.C. Bud Baxter, an ambitious employee in the New York insurance company, tries to curry favor with his superiors by letting them use his Upper West Side apartment for their romantic trysts. 
However, Bud is disillusioned with the arrangement, particularly when he realizes he is in a uh, he's in love with the building elevate the building's elevator operator, Fran Kublik. Unbeknownst to Bud, Fran is involved with an affair with her, the boss, uh, Jeff Sheldrake. The film's connection to New York or New Year's Eve, I should say, uh, is crucial. In a key sequence set in New Year's Eve, Bud realizes the depths of his feelings for Fran and the moral compromise of his situation. Simultaneously, Fran is at a party with Sheldrake, but decides to leave. Uh, decides to leave him when she realizes that Bud genuinely cares about her. She rushes to Bud's apartment, where he is packed up, ready to leave his job and the city. The film culminates in a touching scene where Fran and Bud in his apartment are, are in his apartment and they reconcile just as New Year's begins. Uh, very many notable aspects to this film, as all of these films, the blend of genres. Uh, the apartment masterfully combines elements of romance, drama, comedy, offering a poignant critique of corporate America and the moral dilemmas faced by individuals within it. Also great performances, Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine deliver outstanding performances, bringing depth and nuance to their characters. The direction and writing from Billy Wilder uh, and also the co-writer of IAL Diamond are celebrated for their wit, sophistication, and emotional impact. The awards and recognition this film uh Got the film was a critical and commercial success. It won five Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay. The New Year's Eve setting the in the apartment is more than just a backdrop. It symbolizes new beginnings and the resolution of the characters' struggles, making it a pivotal element of the story. The film's blend of humor, romance, and moral examination has made it a classic, often ranked among the best films ever made. And the edge that this movie has is that it comments on depression and suicide, uh, where both of these characters have at different times contemplated suicide, had attempted suicide, and the end of this film uh, plays upon that plays upon the fact that we know that both of these people have been suicidal at different times. And uh, this time of year, the end of the year, is definitely a time of people suffering with depression. New Year's Eve is no different and probably a day in which many people uh, feel their lowest. Um, but yeah, that's the, the kind of edge that this movie has along with so many other great moments. I really love this movie. It's so fun, so unique. Uh, and that is why this movie keeps popping up as number one on so many lists. At least I believe it's been number one on, on a bunch of lists uh, that I've done. But coming in number one, my favorite New Year's Eve movie is The Apartment from 1960. Of course, there's honorable mentions. Uh, of course, the movie with the title, New Year's Eve, uh, is a sweet movie. Super cheesy. Uh, made me cry. But, uh, and it's all about New Year's Eve, about all of these different stories. It's I, I don't know if it's by the same guy that did um, Love Actually, but it's that kind of movie. You have multiple stories around 
you know, kind of the center theme where love actually is Christmas. This is New Year's. Um, cheesy, a little bit too cheesy. Why it didn't make the list? It almost did, though. Uh, Boogie Nights is another movie that has a pivotal New Year's Eve scene where everything starts to spiral out of control in the movie. I just didn't feel like that scene is enough to call that movie a New Year's Eve movie. And if it was, I would replace it with An American in Paris. Because I think both movies, American in Paris, the New Year's Eve scene isn't as important necessarily, but it is the climax of the film. So it was kind of a tough decision, and uh, I just felt like an American in Paris represented New Year's Eve a little bit better than Boogie Nights. Although Boogie Nights, amazing movie. Don't get me wrong. And that New Year's Eve scene, the night, uh, New Year's Eve to 1980, whew, it's, it's rough and begins a spiral for all of those characters. So this is a very pivotal moment in the movie, but didn't make the list. Uh, but uh, let me recap this list one more time and then we'll get out of here, shall we? This is my top five New Year's Eve movies. Starting off with number five is The Poseidon Adventure from 1972. Number four is An American in Paris from 1951. Number three is Four Rooms from 1995. Number two is When Harry Met Sally from 1989. And my number one favorite New Year's Eve film is The Apartment from 1960. I would love to know what your favorite New Year's Eve movies are. Are there any? There's a bunch that I watched that I didn't even mention in honorable mentions. But let me know what movies you love that have New Year's Eve, that New Year's Eve is a, a major part of. I would love to know, love to hear. Um, but this was my top five, my personal top five. But I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode of Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show. I do hope you enjoyed my ranking and analysis of my top five New Year's Eve movies. Let me know how you would rank them. I would love to hear it. Hit me up on social media. Are there any films I missed or should reconsider? And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder. Don't forget to tune in next Sunday for an all-new episode. See you again next week for more top five subscribe to the ray taylor show on youtube and everywhere podcasts are found binge the full week ad free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus purchase ray taylor show merch over at inspireddisorder.com have a wonderful day everybody peace out today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about everything that you've been wanting every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real dreams can come true what you manifest in your mind you can bring to reality